Hey everybody, welcome into Domesticated Gamblers, three dads with our favorite picks of the day, coming to you each and every weekday here on YouTube. It is February 2nd, 2023. I'm Eric, that's Sean and Tito. Tito looks fired up today. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, uh, please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. That's a simple way where you can help the show. Uh, also post a comment on our videos and we can interact with you there. And hit that notification bell too, so you can get our videos as soon as we drop them. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Gambling Dads. That's where I recap our plays and track our records every day. Uh, the show is also now available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, just search Domesticated Gamblers at any of those places and you'll find the show. Uh, and please, if you do listen on Apple, give us a five-star rating and write a quick review. That would be very helpful. And if you're listening to the show but want to watch three middle-aged men talk about sports and gambling, uh, you can find us at youtube.com slash at domesticated gamblers. All right, boys, uh, welcome back after being off yesterday. Uh, you both had a monster month of January. Uh, Sean, you went 32 and 21, up $1,360. Uh, are you feeling better? How are you doing today? Yeah, you know, I had a little, my voice is still a little messed up, but um, under the weather a little bit. You know, I appreciate you hopping on here, taking care of business for everyone. I, I want to get right into this. It's Groundhog Day, and this damn rodent, Phil, coming out, seeing a shadow. Here we go. Six more weeks. Thanks a lot. I ruined six more weeks of my life. I need the sunshine so I can start looking better and feeling better, right? Get out of here, you damn rodent. We're waiting around. There's cameramen and people all over. Of course you're going to see your shadow. They're taking pictures of you. You're going to see your shadow. Why can't the damn weathermen tell us in December that we're going to have six more weeks of winter? They know it. This is ridiculous, and I'm tired of it. I am tired of it. I'm sorry to break it to you, Sean, but six more weeks of springtime for you ain't going to do much good to you, buddy. I can tell you that. That $600 haircut that you get every every two weeks, you know, six more weeks of winter is going to be just fine for you. What I'm a cold-ass take. Cold, and they should have told me in December we're going to have six more weeks. Make me wait around. Every, I'm 38. The damn rodent has seen a shadow every year of my life. I'm tired I, of it. Enough. I feel that way too. Has there ever been a year he has not seen his shadow? Like we are on quite the streak right now of him seeing his shadow. I want to bet on it because it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, Sean, he's he's angry. His time off did not help him. He's pissed. Uh, Tito, are you pissed off today? You shouldn't be because you destroyed January 16 and 9 plus $2,390. Uh, Tito, was that beginner's luck, or is this just going to keep on going? This will keep on rolling, baby. I had a great night, Tuesday night, baby. What a play by me coming over the top on you fools. So-called tagger. Want to make a rock chalk Jayhawk play. What a terrible play by him. He had to put his tail between his legs. Tito came out with a hot video Tuesday night for everyone that didn't see it. And by the views, a lot of people did not see it. You can go check it out on our YouTube channel. See the hot take from Tito. See me gloating, me telling you like it is, baby. Tito, this is only going to continue. The Tito train, like Eric said yesterday, is back on track. And, man, I can't wait to uh, come over the top on you, on you boys today and uh, get ready for some hot toilet takes. And I also got a little bit of a tease. I'm going to be teasing for tomorrow's show. Got some hot CYC basketball action coming this weekend i'm gonna have some gonna be handicapping some games i'm sure the zebra will love it and so look for that video tomorrow at some point tomorrow afternoon 
All right. We are excited for that. Uh, it was a great month for you boys, like just insanely good. Uh, I did have a profitable month of January, even though I'm like just woefully behind you guys. Uh, I did lose my first bet of the month last night. Uh, I am still sitting though at 58% on the year. Like I will take that all day. Uh, so I'm at 22 and 16 uh, and plus $278 as we looked at tonight. And Tito, when we get to the picks later, you are going first, buddy. You have the honors. So you got me and Sean sitting behind you here that are ready to sharpshoot you. So get ready for that. Uh, I would like to say, um, you know, the first episode we shot, I told the public, I'm going to win. And that's what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to win. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what winners say. I'm a winner. That's hey, great. What a terrible cult. I told you I was going to be around 60%. That's where I'm going to be. You followed me for 12 months. That's what we're going to do. We're going to cash, baby. Eric, what did, what did Sean do with his WWE pick? He tailed you. He tailed me. He tailed Tito. T Everyone knows Tito knows what he's doing. Everyone knows Tito's takes are on point or on fire. This guy is nothing but a fraud. He's he's coming into today's show after I after I reaped Hosanna's over the show he had on Tuesday. He's all happy. He loves that Tito's giving him some love. That that love fest is over with, Fishy, Sharpie, Sean. It's over with. So today gonna come up with hot takes. That was a terrible cold take for that Poxy Tony Phil thing. I don't even know what you're talking about. Groundhog Day, Schmong Day. Whoop. I know it was a terrible movie by Bill Murray. That's all I know movie. about that. It's a great movie. Everybody terrible movie. What? Horrible actor. Just completely asinine. What a terrible movie that is. Man. I'll probably get some heat from the tagger. I'll probably get some heat from other people. Bill Murray. Terrible, terrible actor. Harry. Who's Bill Murray? <laughs> Bill Murray, whatever you call, whatever he wants to call himself, the Chicago loving fan that he is. What a terrible fan he is. He does love Chicago. I love that movie, man. Bill Murray, I, I would pick him all day. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, Tito wants to talk this talk. That's fine. It's a new month. Here we go. I went six and three on my last day on the show. I'm going to do that all year. I'm not. I'm not razzled or dazzled by this guy at all. He's only bet like 21 bets. Come on, let's go. Not a lot of volume, not a lot of volume, Tito. So I, I think we're, we might see a, a lot more of that. I think this turned around when I got on your ass about not making any bets. And that's really when things started to turn for you. So uh, we're going to see how this month shapes up. I mean, it's a new slate. I will be keeping track of our records for the year, but I'm going to be breaking it down month by month because we'll be, we're doing our little uh, buy lunch competition. I'll be buying uh, burgers for you guys next week, it looks like. So uh, I'm 0-1 to start the month. You guys will be getting into it. Uh, later on here at the end of the show with your first February picks. We are going to do something a little bit different on the show here today. We are still like in this weird period where the Super Bowl is still 10 days away. So we don't really like want to start breaking down that game yet. Uh, we'll plenty have plenty of time to do that next week. And so I was thinking about this. Um, and so Sean Tito and I, we obviously love sports uh, and we also love being dads. And I think those two things tie together um, because that love of sports gets passed down from generation to generation, especially in a place like St. Louis, you know, where, where we live, most people that live here are from here. So that just gets passed down um, from your parents. And so what we want to do on the show today uh, is talk about our favorite sports memories with our dads and our parents. Um, this is a, a very special topic uh, to me. Um, some of the best memories of my life have been spent watching sports with my dad. Um, I, I, we lost him to brain cancer uh, day after Christmas in 2020. Uh, Tito, I know you lost your dad as well within the last year or so here. Uh, Sean, I know you've had some health scares with your parents over the last few years as well. So, you know, 
one of the things that I like about the show, and hopefully, you know, you guys in the audience like it too, we have a lot of fun. We screw around and give each other crap, but we can also talk about serious things, whether it comes to gambling or life. So, you know, I thought it'd be a good chance today. Take a little trip down memory lane, you know, talk about some of our favorite sports memories with our dads and our parents. Um, you know, if you're watching us on YouTube, we'd love to hear your stories as well. So like leave a comment on this video, some of your favorite memories with your parents. Man, I just love that stuff. Uh, would love to read it. So as always, we appreciate your guys' involvement in the show. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have our fan of the week on the show. So the, the grab ass will continue tomorrow <laughs> uh, as we have our fan of the week. More to come on that later in the show. But, but for today, uh, a trip down memory lane as we talk about our favorite sports memories uh, with our dads and our parents. So, Sean, uh, let's get started with you, buddy. When, when you think back uh, in your life, what, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, first, I want to let the audience know, um, you know, we are we do talk about gambling a lot, but we're also going to, you know, get into grab ass. And like Eric said, uh, memories and being a dad, just regular grab ass talk, um, you know, everyday talk. So um leave a comment let us know what you'd be interested in and us bringing up as a topic as well uh for me uh memories first memory i have is 87 uh i was three years old uh watching the st louis cardinals uh so sitting around the table with my family i think we had some shrimp going on nice little you know spread out there and then also just um mostly around St. Louis was the Cardinals, uh, you know, but every opening day from the time I was about five years old till I was 16, I got too cool to go. Me and my mom would go down to Bush Stadium. We'd scalp some tickets off a scalper and we'd go in there. You know, it was awesome. Uh, she always got a scorecard. She always wrote the attendance on there. And she always, you know, she taught me how to keep score, which back then I was always complaining, Mom, I don't want to know what a 4-3 is, this and that. But it taught me the game, you know, so I owe her a huge gratitude. She taught me baseball. And then with my dad, uh, going to Blues games, uh, huge, huge Blues fan, uh, going to the old barnyard, my first game. I remember going there. I loved it so much. You know, the Blues come marching in with playing. I didn't even want to get up from my seat to go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, it's just one of those. But probably my favorite year, and I might get some heat for this, was McGuire's chase at 70 uh when he hit 70 uh yeah tito calls him a fraud i'm sure but uh mike mcguire not mark mcguire mike mcguire the fraud he is growing up uh you know back then it was a huge deal for us we went and we saw 61 uh in person and we saw 63 so we missed it by a day uh you know so it was just incredible just those memories with my mom, uh, just going there, the fans. Uh, also, another one, I saw Albert Pujols' open, first opening day as a Cardinal, and that was amazing. Uh, saw him in the parking lot across the street from us. No one knew who he was. Um, just so many memories at Bush Stadium. Uh, so many memories with my dad, Blues games. Not a lot of memorable games for the Blues because we kind of stunk. I mean, we were decent. You know, we'd get in the playoffs, but we never made a run, you know. So, for me, it was just the Cardinals and opening day. That's something that I'll always remember and something I'm trying to get my son. You know, he's he loves going to Cardinals games. Last year, he got a ball of his own. And um, this year, I'm going to try to take him down there and go to opening day with him, you know. So he's, he's seven now. I think he's ready. Yeah, I think he's getting to that age where you start getting really emotionally invested in your teams. 
And yeah. I, know, I know that's like, you know, I have one kid, it's a girl. She doesn't give a shit about sports yet. I don't know if she's ever going to, but you know, you guys, uh, well, Tito's got all kinds of kids, but you know, having sons in particular, when they really get into sports, I would imagine that just like super rewarding for you guys. Yeah. You know, um, my son, I'm a huge Packers fan. That just kind of came on my own. Cause I like Brett far a lot, but, uh, fraud. He's a huge, uh, he beat Drew Bledsoe. Can't believe it. What a call that guy is terrible. The Super Bowl. So, you know, he, he's a huge Packer fan and his favorite player is Devonte Adams. And, over the off season, we were driving in the car and I got an update, you know, Devontae Adams traded, you know, and I say it out loud. I, you know, I tell Ashley, I'm like, oh man, Adams just got traded and SJ's in the back crying, you know, so that's how invested these kids get, you know, and me as a grown up, I don't even think about it emotionally that way anymore, but he does, you know, so he had his jersey. And so it's been, it's been great to share my love of sports with my son. Yeah, Tito, how about you with the with your kids and uh, sharing sports with them? And then we'll get into stuff with your parents. But just curious what your uh, sports experiences have been with your with your kids. Man, I uh, I've been blessed. I've been blessed with five awesome kids. Um, had a lot of really good memories with all of them. Um, you know, some just some things that really pop into my head with regards to what we've seen just in the short time that I've been a dad in regards to. You know, my oldest being 14, going to be 15 here a couple months. I took her to game seven of um, of 2019, the Blues versus the Dallas Stars when Patty Maroon scored the goal to have them advance. And I I get chills right now just talking about it right now, right? Never forgetting where we were, what section we were in, and uh, what we were doing right then and there. And so um, she still brings that up to this day. She still wears the Blues jersey that we bought that night still talks about Patty Maroon and how excited it was. And, you know, she watched that whole cup run with me, seeing all my shenanigans in regards to making sure I sit in the right spot, making sure that she's sitting in the right spot, we're wearing the same clothes, doing everything that we can to make sure that, you know, the Blues would uh, would win the Stanley Cup. And so you know, we had that. My uh, my other daughter, Charlotte, something we, I'll never forget. We, I went to see Oscar Taveras, who was this highly touted rookie prospect. Uh, he got brought up. We got tickets. Saw him, you know, make his debut that day. Hit a home run, and then, uh, and then the rain, and then a rain delay happened, and they called the game. It was the sixth inning, and they called the game. The Cardinals won. She got to see the fireworks and got to see that. And so, um, you know, so there, there's been a lot of moments there. I know last year was a was a really really cool moment for me in regards to watching the the college basketball tournament and. And watching March Madness, and I'm a I'm a huge Duke fan, which is gonna I'll I'll, I'll refer to that here in a in a brief moment. Um, but last year, my son Ben it was his first year ever playing basketball, and so I was watching the tournament. I was talking like this and not saying throws, but saying bros and all this stuff, and using everything that starts with a T with a B and. My son Ben was doing the same stuff at school. His teacher was emailing me, going crazy about he's got to pronounce these words right. He's not, and I had to explain, "Hey, listen, this is botch badness, baby. Got to hit your free throws and botch." And I mean, it was great. And so I had to had to wheel him in a little bit. But it was Coach K's last tournament last year, and so he would always ask, you know, Dad, you know, who he would always say, "Who are we voting for?" 
and I had to correct them every time. It's not a vote. We're rooting. We're rooting for teams. We're not voting for teams. We're rooting for teams. And so he loves Duke now. He loves the Dukies, and he loves watching Duke play now. Every time they, every time he sees me watching college basketball, he's, is this Duke? Is it the Dukies? Nobody, this is just a random game or whatever. So, um, so he goes to school, some friends of his at school, like North Carolina for whatever reason. And so he's like, I don't like them anymore. I'm like, no, you can still like them, but just let them know we're Dukie. We're Dukie fans. And so he does that. There's a great banner back and forth between him and his buddies. Um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to some of the moments I get to, get to share with my two younger sons, the ones that are like one that's one and another one that's three. And so, um, you know, just really looking forward to taking them to different events. Um, hopefully they have the same love and passion that I have with, with my three older kids. And so it's, and if they don't, it's not a big deal either. Right. But I got those moments with, with my three kids and, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like me and my dad, like we had some moments of watching games. I don't really recall. I I recall one game specifically in regards to the 93, I think it was 93 or 94 when the blues swept the Blackhawks and El Belthor. Um, cracked the uh, his his goalie stick uh, through the uh, around the uh, net, and we were at a Cardinal game, so it was me, it was him, and it was some buddies that you know were baseball fans, and we were there and we heard about it. They announced that they they didn't announce what had happened, but they announced the Blues had swept the Blackhawks, which was a big deal. So that comes to mind, but the the core memory of me and my dad watching sports. Um, was uh, 92, um, Duke against Kentucky um, at, in the, at the Spectrum, watching it on CBS. I, I It was either a Friday or Saturday night, I believe. They were playing Jamal Mashburn and the Kentucky Wildcats. And um, I'm a huge Duke fan. My brother had gotten the 1991 year in, in, year in review for Sports Illustrated. They recapped everything that went on through the year of sports in 91. I saw that Duke had won the national championship and had remembered watching them the previous year in the final four. And I was, I decided right then and there, I love Bobby Hurley, love coach K, love Christian Leitner, hate all me, all you want, you YouTuber commenters, I don't care. And um, I decided then right then and there, I was a huge Mizzou basketball fan. I loved Anthony Peeler, loved Doug Smith, loved Melvin Booker, but I was a big Duke fan too, because I liked Bobby Hurley. So, um, you know, Kentucky hits the shot to go up one. And uh, my dad's looking at me. He's like, this game's over with. They got to go all the way down. There's only one and a half seconds left. I said, 20 bucks, dad, 20 bucks that, that, that Duke wins this game. He's like, you got it. And so we watched the play, watched Red Hill throw the ball all the way down court to Christian Leitner. I, again, getting chills just thinking about watching him catch the ball you know, fake right, spin, and hit the shot, and go crazy, running around my house, screaming to all my brothers and sisters. I got four, I got three brothers and two sisters. Dad owes me 20 bucks. Dad owes me 20 bucks. Oh, my God, do one. Later hit it. And just going crazy over it. Um, it's a moment that will, it will live with me for forever. I will never, ever forget that moment. Um, seeing him smiling and laughing, carrying on about, you know, what I'm doing, how I'm reacting was great. Um, you know, we talked about it for a long time and, um, it's a memory, like I said, will never go away ever. Um, 
I guess what I'm sorry, going on and on about all this stuff, no, but go uh, for it. Like seriously, man, that's yeah. what it's for. You know, I'm planning on going on a long time myself. <laughs> so uh, I, I, another moment that I just absolutely loved, um, you know, when I was a little kid, I mean, a little kid, like two, three years old, my mom would tell me stories. My dad would tell me stories about how infatuated I was with Pete Rose. Um, you know, the best person we're, we're bringing up Pete Rose and, um, he was on a Wheaties box one day and, um, you know, Wheaties, you know, everyone knows what Wheaties are, you know, classic cereal. Um, and Pete Rose was on it and I, I would not call them Wheaties. I would end up calling them Petey's because Pete Rose was on and I was infatuated with Pete Rose. I loved him. I absolutely loved everything about Pete Rose. You always um, liked a scrappy white ball player. You would love a cheater. You would love a cheater. You son of a jack wagon. I'm what a terrible tag. He wasn't Come a after cheater. me, boy. He always went on his team. What a terrible. We'll, we'll have another time to discuss and whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but um, I was infatuated. I would every time I would see him on a magazine, my mom would tell me I would throw a fit. It could be like People magazine. If Pete Rose is on the on the on the cover, I want that magazine, Mom. I want that magazine. I want this. I want that. And um, you know, being the youngest of six kids, they I tend to get my way a lot. So they end up buying a bunch of Pete Rose, you know, ridiculous crap for me, which is which was wonderful, right? That's that's how it should be. Um, and then also going to Cardinal games with my parents and knowing all the batting stances for all the players and going in the aisle away. And they would say, you know, now coming up, Jose Akendo. And I would, you know, I'd get down and, you know, hold the bat down like that. Um, they would always buy me um, the small wooden bats that they would sell at the games. Um, and we had a huge mirror, huge mirror in the living room of my mom and mom and, mom and dad's living room. And I would always practice my batting stances, whether it was Pete Rose, whether it was Willie McGee, whether it was Ozzie Smith, Todd Zeal, you know, Geronimo Pena. Bernard Gilkey. I mean, all these, all these ridiculous carnal players that I absolutely just loved and was infatuated with. Um, and I would do that and they would love it. They would not tell me, Danny, knock it off. What are you doing, Tito? Like they would just, you know, they would just let me be me. And it was great. It was awesome. So those are just some memories that I just have of parents. And, you know, I shared a lot of memories with Sean. I mean, Sean's mom and dad, they provided me with so much, you know, when we were growing up too, you know, when we were teenagers, you know, letting me, you know, get out of school and taking us down to playoff games. And I mean, just wonderful memories, memories with you boys, you know, Cincinnati, who can forget the Cincinnati trip, Sean, Chicago. Um, there's so many memories we can go. I, I can honestly fill like three or four hours with memories um, just of, of sporting events. And I've been incredibly blessed um, with great friends, with great friends, family, and my own family. And, um, man, what a great topic. And, um, yeah, just super cathartic um, for um, for everything going on. And so I appreciate you boys. And this is a great, uh, great topic to be discussing with you. And, yeah. Well, yeah I would, I would, oh, go ahead, Sean. I would say full circle uh, memory I just forgot was last year. Um, I got to take my mom to Albert Pools' last home game with, uh, Yadier Molina's last home game and uh, when he came up to at bat there and he hits the home run you know my mom's grabbing me and my brother and you know that's just a emotion that I'll never forget I think we all cried 
unbelievable. Yeah, Albert, how many memories has he provided us over the years? And it's not just with, you know, what happens on the field. It's who you're sharing those moments with that I think makes it super special, you know? And like, and Tito, like you're, you know, you're definitely the most passion for sports for the three of us, I think. And I think that comes from your dad. Anytime I'd see your dad, he would ask about the sports radio business or, you know, Kevin Slayton, oh, you know, he was fired up about something. So I, I, I think that passion that comes out of you, that comes from your dad, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You would always hear, um, I mean, he was never short for an opinion on anything related to the Cardinals. Uh, he loved listening to sports radio, just like I do. Um, him a little bit more so he likes to hate, li- he liked to hate listen a lot, um, which was great. It was awesome. Pure entertainment, um, super just outlandish. Um, his takes were legitimate. I mean, legitimate, legitimate. Mine are kind of tug-in-cheek. I, I want to be like the ridiculous hot take artist, but um, you know he would have some strong takes. He hated Tony La Russa. He hated every Blues coach that was around. Doesn't matter what happened. He, I think he liked Peruvi at the end, um, but like you know he hated all the coaches. It wasn't just like La Russa. He hated, I mean I think he liked Whitey, but like you know the football Cardinals. He him and his friend had season tickets. Um, you know they would go. I'm sure there was. No shortage of hot takes from either one of them related to the football Cardinals with how dreadful they were for a lot of those years. Um, so, yeah, the passion that I have um, for sports definitely came across from him. And, you know, my mom was there, always there, too. My mom was always watching sports, too. She would always try to calm him down. Adam, you're being a little ridiculous right now. And, you know, he would never back off. He would always just be like, it's terrible. They need to get rid of that guy. Um, so, I mean... But yeah, I mean, it was it's it's definitely true that the um, the hot take read the, the sports fan in me definitely came from my dad for sure. Yeah, I know, I know for me with my dad when the Blues won the Stanley Cup, it's third period. I knew the game was over. We had watched some of the games together, but that last game it was kind of like, yeah, we're gonna watch it alone in case this thing doesn't get home. And late in the third. I told Ashley, I said, we got to get the kids ready. And we drove over to my parents' house. I brought a bottle of champagne over there. We popped the bottle. So, uh, you know, just, awesome. another, just another memory that, you know, be stored away forever. That's great, man. Yeah, the one you, you mentioned, the uh, Duke-Kentucky game, Tito, from 92, I think it was. And that triggered my memory with my, with my dad. Uh, I mentioned I was a Bills fan growing up. And if you remember the, I think it was the, it was January of 93, they had the playoff game against the Houston Oilers and Jim Kelly was hurt. And Frank Reich, the backup quarterback uh, was under center for Buffalo. And they were down 35 to three early in the third quarter. And my dad said, and my dad was a big runner. He's like, I'm going to go for a run. And he would usually run like uh, for an hour. He'd run like six miles. That guy was a machine. And he, and I said, dad, when you come back from your run, the bills are going to be winning. And I told him that. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he, he goes for his run he comes back and at that point i think it was 35 31 so the bills had almost come all the way back and so then he was locked in with me for the rest of the game and um you know and then the bills win it in overtime to go into the super bowl and get their asses totally kicked by dallas which was par for the course i still say this is why i tend to lean on the side of pessimism in my life and it's because i grew up a buffalo bills fan getting your heart ripped out of your body for for four consecutive years um but yeah, I, I'm with you guys. Like a lot of the memories come from the Cardinals. 
Um, but I was trying to think of ones that – and see, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like, dude, is there anything else you want to talk about, Tito? Dude, I know. I just – you're telling that story about your dad and that optimism. And, man, you – this is not the right time or place. We need to schedule something, though, to go through Tito's levels of uh, a fandom or whatever. We That's something I just – I just came into my head. I wanted to give that to you now so that I don't forget about it. That's something we do need to cover later on. And, oh, my God. Uh, I can tell you my optimism as a Packer fan has went way down the last 20 years. It's just been misery. Well, I can't wait. Tito, that's a great idea to jog my memory. I, I'd have to go back and really think about it. But what Tito's referring to is Tito has something what I like to call Tito's stages of season-ending losses. Because, Tito, we have seen a lot of seasons die together of our favorite teams. And there is a certain process that you go through basically from the, the, the morning you wake up all the way till the time the game ends. And so I, I just wrote myself a note. We will certainly cover that on an upcoming show. Um, but as I was thinking back of, of sports memories, most of them revolve around the Cardinals, but like one that's non-Cardinals related, um, my dad would always take us down to Mizzou every year to see one football game. Uh, and they were always terrible, but we always had a great time. I remember he would take us down uh, on Friday night, you know, after we get home from school and he would get off from work. And we would stay at the Days Inn in Columbia. And I thought it was like this luxurious hotel. I was like, oh my God, they have a pool. Like, this is crazy. So we would always swim, you know, and I just thought it was the greatest thing ever because, you know, the only pool we had growing up was what uh, I like to call the Hoosier hot tub, which is like essentially a glorified horse trough. It's like this metal two foot pool where if you touch the outside of it, it was like a million degrees. Uh, I don't know. Is that like a St. Louis thing or like do people have that across the country? I have no idea. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I had one oh, by yeah. myself and a buddy that box, man. I've been with those my whole life, man. <laughs> a lot of fun with those. So, yeah, anytime I went to, you know, to a hotel with a pool, even though it was a crappy day's in, uh, it was just like it felt like I was living a life of luxury. So I always love going down to Columbia every year with my dad and my siblings. And still a big Mizzou fan. I didn't go to school there, but it's just it's the state school and you know, that, that connection, he took me down to see uh Mizzou basketball practice one year. It was an open practice. I remember it was the year Travis Ford was a point guard for Mizzou. And so we got to be up close and personal with, you know, see Norm Seward in action. So that was really cool, but just, you know, a lot of memories with the Cardinals a ton. Um, you know, I honestly, I think that's why the Cardinals are such a big part of my life is because it was always the thing that my dad and I bonded over the most. Like he was, I mean, you guys know him. He was this real quiet guy. Um, but if you ever wanted to get him talking, just bring up the Cardinals and you could gab with him, you know, for, for a long time. So um, you guys referenced it, a lot of memories with you boys, uh, 2004, uh, going to Cincinnati together, seeing Marlon Anderson be a PIMP for us. So he hit a big homer. We saw that Jim Edmonds crazy catch where he's over the wall. And then he, he was like, oh, my God, he couldn't even believe he caught it. I uh, see that highlight all the time. Steve Klein sat in our booth. Yeah, yeah Steve Klein hanging out with us at a bar. John the hat, the giveaway hat of Steve yeah. The playoff games together, seeing Jim Edmonds hit that homer against the Astros in game six of 04. Uh, Camping out at Bush Stadium for tickets. I oh mean, God. just the best, man. Stacy and I, my, my wife, our relationship started at a Cardinals game. So, like, it, it's just, it's in my blood. And I just, and Sean, I know you love this too, man. You love the daily grind of 162, like with fantasy baseball a lot, but also with real baseball. It's like the Cardinals are part of our family. I mean, yeah. like Yadier Molina was has been in my house every night for six months for the last 18 years. 
And it's going right. to be so weird that he's not going to be there this year, but it's that kind of connection um, that makes it all so special. And it all started with my dad. Um, so some of the memories that I went back and, and thought about, and my sister actually brought this one up to me yesterday because I told her we were going to be talking about this on the show today. And she's like, do you remember that dad helped in getting smoking cigarettes banned at Bush Stadium? And I was like, oh my God, that's right. So I remember he took us to a game. This is probably early nineties. And I remember it was a Mets game and my dad always hated the Mets. It was like the pond scum thing from the eighties. And it just continued on like for the rest of his life. Um, and there were these obnoxious Mets fans sitting in front of us, cursing, being loud and smoking the whole game. And my dad, um, he wrote a, a letter to the Post-Dispatch. He was like the sound off letter writer. Like that's what he would do. He would write into the paper and he complained about the smoking in particular. And it was, I'm sure he wasn't the only person to complain, but I know in the next off season, the Cardinals announced that they were banning cigarette smoking at Bush Stadium. So if that pisses anyone off, you got my dad to blame for that. <laughs> but that was one that my sister jogged my memory of. Um, I remember 95, uh, you know, the strike happened in 94. So I was pissed off going to the next season. Like I was 12 when they shut down that season. So I'm right in the heart of my baseball fandom. And that I would, you know, I was pissed, but you know, my dad, he brought me to the home opener. I remember in 95 and that was the year. I don't know if you guys remember Scott Cooper, who was a St. Louis native, uh, the Cardinals. I don't know if they traded for him or signed him as a free agent, but anyway, it was opening day in 95 and he hits a walk-off base hit on opening day. And I don't, my dad always liked, you know, everyone would say Coop whenever he would come up. Like my dad always loved nicknames like that. Like he would love Lars Newtbar now. Like if he was still around, he'd be saying Newt with everybody else. So I'm like, okay, well that kind of, you know, brought me back into baseball a little bit. And then later in that season, there was a journeyman pitcher by the name of Mike Morgan. You guys remember him? So he was a, he's probably maybe set the record for like most teams that he, <laughs> that he would do on the mountain. He would always do this. He would always, what are you doing? Stop messing with your fucking hat. Sorry. Well, what he was very much a journeyman. He played on like a, maybe all the teams in major league baseball, but on this night in 95, he had everything cooking. It was just me and my dad at the game. And he took a no hitter into the bottom of the ninth inning. Wow. And, uh, it was, uh, I can't remember who the hitter was, but he hit a slow roller down the third baseline and beat it out for an infield single. And he did not uh, finish off the no hitter. It's still on my bucket list. It's serious, seriously, like high up on my bucket list, see a no hitter in person. Uh, I saw Michael Waka get, you know, a couple lots away back in 2013. That was another infield single that, that wrecked that one. But I remember that game specifically because my dad and I were just, you know, we did the thing. You don't talk about it. You acknowledge it, but you don't talk about it or do, you don't say the words, no hitter. Um, that was also a game. Like I, I caught one of the t-shirts that they, you know, do the slingshot up into the crowd from team. Oh, yeah. yeah. So after that game, like the, the bitter feelings I had towards the strike were gone. Like it was, I was totally back in. And the fact my dad took me to those games, those two in particular that year, um, really stood out. Uh, Sean, I also have great memories from the McGuire year in 98. I remember we took a trip to Cleveland um, with uh, our friends, the Bomberitos and the Roths, family friends of ours. And uh, we saw McGuire hit a ball. Like, I don't know if it hit that big scoreboard in Cleveland, but it like, it, it certainly felt like it did. It was just an absolute bomb. 
Cardinals got their asses absolutely kicked. That, that was those great Cleveland teams with Albert Bell and Kenny Lofton and all those guys. So that was really cool um, to see McGuire hit one on the road that year. I'm, sh- I'm sure we saw a bunch at home. Um, and then speeding forward, it was 2011, which any Cardinals fan, you just say the, the word 2011, it just brings you, you know, happy memories. And so um, my dad and brother and I, um, I, I can't remember if it was a birthday present for him or what the reason we did it, but my brother and I decided to take my dad to Cooperstown. Uh, and we actually called it a Hall of Fame trip because we went to the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts on the same trip. And so we took him to Cooperstown. This was late August of 2011. Magical place, just like as baseball nerds as we are in our family, it was just like incredible. And when we were on that trip is when the Cardinals were at their low point and were down by 10 and a half games uh, in the National League Central. I don't remember if it was the Central or the Wild Card race. I think it was probably the Wild Card race um, chasing the Braves. And they were 10 and a half back. And you may remember a uh, douchebag center fielder by the name of Niger Morgan that played for the Milwaukee Brewers that uh, made a very bad decision and decided to come after Chris Carpenter uh, in a game in late August. And he threw his, uh, threw his shoe at him. Yep. Yeah. Pulled that out of his mouth, threw it at him. Carpenter, you know he ain't going to back down from that. You know, Pujols comes running in and uh, Morgan fires off some tweet after the game, like the, the crying birds are going to, with all these grammatical errors, by the way, and spelling <laughs> errors, the crying birds are going to be watching the crew in the playoffs. Yeah, we watched them all right. We, we watched them kick our, we kicked their ass all the way out of the NLCS, which is awesome. But I remember that game happened while we were in Cooperstown and that started the, the, the comeback for the Cardinals from 10 and a half down to get in the playoffs. Uh, so that Cooperstown trip, uh, always special memories from that. I know uh, my dad and I, we went to game one of the world series together um, that year. So I think that was the only world series game we ever went to together. So that was really, really cool. Um, God, I could go on and on, and I'm I'm going to. <laughs> Feel free to cut me off if you guys want to interject with anything. But um, 2018, uh, my daughter Andy was born in 2017, and so in 2018 season, she's you know about one year old, and we went to a game just the three of us, um, my dad and Andy and me. Um, oh boy. <laughs> um, and so I thought we were going to be able to do that a ton of times in our life to go to games just the three of us. And um, I think that was the only one we went to just the three of us. And um, so I just, at the time, it didn't feel like that big of a deal, but um, we have some great pictures from that day of the three of us, some of my dad with Andy um, that he can just tell he's like just beaming uh, on cloud nine with her. Um, So that was 2018. And then my dad got sick in 2019. I'll never forget. It was 7-11-19. He just dropped um, from a seizure. He was at church. And uh, my dad, as I mentioned, was a runner, healthiest guy that you can find out there. Um, and he just, 7-11-19, he dropped from a seizure at church. They found a tumor on his brain that next day. And uh, they did surgery on him a couple days later. And so then he started his his battle with, um, uh, with, with cancer. And so, um, in 2019, that was the year the Cardinals won the central. Uh, that was, I think that was the year Jack Flaherty had that, uh, crazy second half where he just like gave up like no runs. And so, um, my dad, we went to a playoff game together that year. And, and I guess I should, I should rewind a little bit. So 
this is really the, the last thing I'm going to talk about here with my memories of my dad. And uh, these two things tie together. They were both game fours of playoff series against the Braves that happened 23 years apart. And I'll preface this by saying that, like, I've had a job for the last 16 years that comes with a lot of perks with the Cardinals. I mean, I've gotten to sit in a lot of suites. I've gotten to take batting practice on the field at Bush Stadium. I've gotten to do a lot of cool shit. But the place I feel most at home at that ballpark is the very last row of the upper deck. Uh, I just feel like that's where I belong. That's where I feel comfortable. Um, I mean, even the picture we use of the three of us to promote this show, that was taken last year at a playoff game in the last row of the upper deck. I'm sure you guys remember that was the, the Helsley game, the disaster of the Ryan Helsley game um, against the Phillies. So I had these two playoff games against the Braves. I went to with my dad, 23 years apart, that correlate where we were sitting in the last row of the upper deck together. Uh, 96, it was the first playoff game um, we went to together. It was the very first playoff game I had ever been to. And then 2019, it was the very last one um, my dad and I went to together where we sat in those seats. So um, 96, it was game four, the NLCS. Uh, again, first playoff game I've ever been to. I was 14 years old. Uh, Cardinals were up two games to one. Um, and I remember it was, it game started out, you know, bad. We were down three to nothing. And it was the seventh inning. And Dimitri Young comes up. Do you guys remember Dimitri Young? Do you, do you remember this game that I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so there's there's two on. And Dimitri Young was this big old guy. Just a big old girly dude. Yeah, and he hits it. He's a lefty. I think he was up against Greg McMichael. Maybe he was Smoltz. I can't remember who was still pitching for the Braves at that point. But he hits a triple to left center, a triple for this big old guy that drives in two and it, and it cuts the lead to three to two. And I remember this. It, I felt the stadium shake, like literally shake. And I had never experienced that before. Uh, Royce Clayton came up next and he had an infield single that drove in Young and tied the game. Uh, so three to three next inning, it's bottom eight. Brian Jordan came up. Brian Jordan just had an incredible season that year in 96. And he hits a home run to put the Cardinals ahead four to three. And it shakes again. It just continues to shake. And I'm just like hugging my dad. It's just like, I can't believe it. And like, I was hooked after that on, I was always a huge Cardinals fan, obviously, but like that was the first really good team we had that I can remember because 96 was the first year they'd made the playoffs since 87. Tito, you're right. baby, LaRusa. Yeah, that was first year of Tony. In 87, I was five years old. I don't really remember anything from that um, from that year. I have very vague memories of certain games, but nothing that stands out. So 96, that just hooked me on playoff baseball forever. And that was the year. Yeah, so the Cardinals win that game. They go up three games to one. And then they lost the next three games, I think, by a combined score of 32 to one <laughs> against the Braves. So, uh, again, speaking of heartbreak, just more heartbreak um, there with, with the Cardinals in 96. But just that game, being there with my dad, just hooked me on playoff baseball and just took my Cardinals fandom to a new level. Fast forward 23, 23 years later, it's 2019, game four against the Braves, this time the NLDS. Uh, Cardinals were down two games to one. So if they lost this game, the season was over. And, you know, by that time, my dad had gotten sick a few months prior. So it had been about about three months um, that he had been dealing with the cancer. And um, I remember that, like, 
I felt really lucky because, you know, he was doing chemo and radiation and he was like doing extremely well with it. Like he really wasn't experiencing the side effects that you would expect. And it's almost like I tricked my mind uh, into like forgetting that he was sick. You know what I mean? And so, so that day, I remember it was a Monday. It was picture perfect. It was like sunny and 70 degrees. It was gorgeous. And that morning um, I took him to his radiation appointment. And I remember sitting there um, thinking like, you know, is this a bad idea that I'm doing this today? Because the only other time previously that he had experienced side effects was uh, we'd gone to a game on Labor Day that year. And it was like 90 something degrees, it was boiling hot. And I remember at that game, he was drinking a cup of coffee and he spilled it all over himself. Um, and what we found was that um, one of the side effects from the chemo with his, and with his type of cancer is a lot of times you'll have numbness in your hands. And uh, he dropped it, the cup of coffee on himself. And, um, and one of the things is not just, uh, it, it can be overstimulation that can cause these side effects to come out. So I'm sitting there on that uh, morning of the, of the Braves game thinking, is this a bad idea that I'm taking my dad to this game? And so we drive downtown, we get there super early. We go up to, to 360. Have you guys ever been to 360, the, the rooftop um, bar where you can- Nice spot. Yeah, nice great spot. spot where you can look down at Bush Stadium. Again, picture perfect day. I've been there, been up there a bunch of times. My dad had never been there. And so he was just like, this is amazing. Like, this is like the coolest spot. Like, how did I never know about this? Um, but I remember sitting down there, you know, we get a drink and we sit down and he took his hat off. And uh, I remember uh, noticing for the first time, like, man, my dad looks old. And I never thought of him as old. Um, I guess at that point he was uh, 67, I guess. Um, and, but you could just see like his face was, he was worn down like the last three months, it, it had taken a toll. Um, and just, you could just see it in his face and in his eyes. You could see, I mean, he didn't have a ton of hair to begin with, but you could tell that the chemo and radiation was starting to take what was left. And I just remember thinking in that moment, I'm like, I really, first of all, I was still scared. I'm like, am I doing the right thing by bringing him to this? But I remember thinking like, I really want to take in today and, um, and really just like, you know, remember these images in my head of, of what's going on. I ended up, I'm so glad I did this. I ended up writing about the day. I got home that night and I wrote like this essay. I think I was up to like four in the morning. I'm so glad I did because I will have that forever besides just the memories in my head. So we go to the game. Um, I think Ozuna and Goldschmidt hit homers in the first inning. So like, it looks great. Uh, but then, you know, some, uh, you know, uh, I think we had a bad inning and the Braves took the lead. So we're down one run for several innings in a row and it gets to the bottom of the eighth. And I'm like, my God, I'm like, this season cannot die if you know here with my dad here because the thought did run across my head this is a possibility this is the last playoff game i ever see with my dad and so um he's usually a real quiet stoic guy but like he 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 was wearing a hoodie that day he put his hood up and he you know he's called i gotta get the rally hood on and he's like starting to get all boisterous and cheering which he usually that's not his style but um i remember he was really really into it so it was it was the bottom of the eighth uh, Goldie was on second. There was two out. We were still down by one and Yachty comes up and Yachty's, you know, our, our favorite player, obviously um, for, for years and years. And you guys probably remember this. Um, he hits this little flare to right field in Yachty fashion, like he usually does. 
and Freddie Freeman's playing first base for the Braves. And as he hits this little blooper to right field, it, you, it's going to be super close if Freddie can catch it. And it nicks off his glove and it goes into right field. Goldie scores and the game is tied and it just like bedlam. And for me, it was just like this relief of like, not just like that we tied the game, but like I could have to, I get to experience more of this with my dad. It's not going to be just like the Cardinals go quietly and the season dies. And um, so it goes to extras. Um, Yachty comes up again with, I can't remember who was on third, uh, but there was one out and he hits a sack fly to left. Uh, remember that he, he hits the sack fly and he threw his bat out at Acuna in center because <laughs> the Acuna had been pipping stuff earlier in the series. And so the Cardinals win the game. And I just remember starting to cry. Um, and it wasn't like, just because they win, I turned and hugged my dad. And I just told him, like, I told, I, I, I remember the words I said, I'm so glad you're here. Um, and like, I meant it, like, I'm like, I'm happy that he was alive. I was happy that we got to share that experience together. And, uh, and it was sitting in those seats that I, I brought the, we took, got a picture taken that day. Um, I don't know. I don't hope you guys can see this. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. In those same seats. And this is something I will treasure for the rest of my life. Um, a picture of that day documenting we were there in those same seats that you, you guys and I sat in for that Helsley game uh, last year. And it was just the best day. Just to hit off. I, I got home and I wrote that thing and uh, I know he, he read it and we went over to watch uh, um, the game. Uh, it was game five, the, the, that series, because they won and uh, Flaherty, uh, that was game the Cardinals scored 10 runs in the first inning. Remember that in game five against the Braves. And I went over to, you know, to my parents' house to watch that game and my dad had this picture already up um, and in a frame, like there as we were watching it. Uh, awesome. Amazing. Great, great memory, bud. Yeah. I, I just know that game meant as much to him as it did to me. Uh, and that was the last playoff game that we ever went to together, like sitting in the seats together. And uh, so I just, I, that, it was that, that's the stuff, man. That that's why you love the Cardinals and you know, or sports in general. But just for for us here in St. Louis, it's the Cardinals. And uh, that day, I will never ever forget. Um, next year, COVID happened, you know, and no one was going to any games. Um, I know that. Remember, um, can't you guys know what cameo is? Yep. Yeah, and you can, uh, you can pay for celebrities to. Yeah. And my dad always loved Wayno, Adam Wainwright. Um, and I saw Wayno was available on Cameo. And I think he paid him like a hundred bucks and all the money went to his charity, of course, because he's such a selfless guy. And my dad loved Wainwright, not to because, because of who he is on the mound, but just for who he is as a human being, his charity work, his faith in God and all this stuff. And so uh, for Father's Day in 2020, uh, my brother and, and sister and I, uh, got him a gift of Wainwright doing a cameo for him and uh, no surprise Wayno was just the best it, you could tell it's just totally genuine um not just like reading off a card or something he was just as genuine as could be 
And we showed that to my dad on Father's Day. And he just like starts breaking down immediately. And that was the last Father's Day he ever had. Um, and so I just, I, cancer sucks. I mean, we've all been impacted by it, but I'm so glad that he got to experience the love um, for that year and a half. Um, he went through so much shit, just the most horrible stuff he could ever imagine. Uh, but he, he had a lot of love and he knew it. And so, um, anyway, it's what I wanted to talk about it today. Um, I, I haven't had a good cry about him in a while. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I miss him, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the, it's, it's never easy. It's never easy losing loved ones. Um, especially in that manner, Eric, I mean, you know, your dad was a tremendous guy. Um, absolutely first class individual, you know, I'll, I, I remember watching him outside the, um, my front windows, um, watching him, not knowing who he was. Me too. Before I even right. met you, Eric, uh, and just watching him run. Yeah, he was, he, you got, your house was on his route. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, I remember first class individual. I saw him, I think you were at the game too, and he, he was sick. Uh, we were up top, I think. I can't remember the date, Eric, but I know he had been sick, and I saw him, and we talked baseball a little bit. That's right. That's that was right. the last time I saw him. Um, uh, you know, you talked about that story with Andy, and uh, I know for me, Father's Day, SJ was seven years old. Uh, it was the first Father's Day I had him, and um, I took SJ and my dad to the Cardinals game, and um, I have a picture of my dad holding up SJ. And, sun shining just right and uh you know those are the memories that you're always going to have so you know good for you for writing that down and you can always relive that that great memory and you know that's something that your dad you know was one of his last memories that i'm sure he he loved yeah it's funny too right i mean i know you've told stories before to us related to um you know your love of sports with your father and and you know asking your dad every morning Hey, can I, uh, you know, can I read the sports section and right. not missing a beat, not, you know, doing those types of selfless things and just to make you happy. And that's the thing with sports too. Sports can do that for a lot of different people, right? I mean, there's, yeah. there's connections there that you have moments that happen, you know, in a, just an ordinary game. I mean, it doesn't have to be a playoff game. It could be any sort of game. So, you know, having those types of moments and just reliving those over in your head over and over again, those are the moments that, that truly define people and memories that you'll that you'll remember for forever and you'll pass down to your kids. I mean, Andy's going to be able to read what you wrote um, about that playoff game, and like, and you wrote it in such great detail. You're such a good writer yourself that she's going to probably even be able to think that down the road. Yeah, I, I was there. I I could I can imagine myself being there. So, you know, it's unfortunate that she doesn't have more of those moments with him, but. You know, you've done a great job at, you know, living, you know, fulfilling his legacy and making sure she's aware of what her dad, what her grandpa was about. And so it's okay that there's only one one game or anything like that. So just know that and it's um thanks for sharing. It's um brings chills to my through my spine to hear you go through it and talk about those those moments and those memories, uh, it's not easy. And uh, we love you for doing it. And 
it's a great it's some great memories thanks guys i think that, that's the thing about sports yeah. it's, uh, oh, go ahead sean it's good release too it's good to release yeah that. yeah and so. that's what this the show i just i don't i mean if, if people are just going to watch the show just for picks I mean, we we killed it in January. That's not going to happen every month. Sean, you might kill it every month, but like me and Tato, it's probably not going to happen uh, every month. It's going to happen for me, baby. <laughs> but like, it's just I I I I, I mean, Tito, I love the hot takes, man. Never stop. But I think it's important, and I think people can sense this. Like, it's real. Like we're being real. And and Tito, like I know, like you exaggerate them, but like I know you believe. I know you hate Mahomes. Like <laughs> like all those things. Like. Um, I think that that sincerity, I think I know in a show that I like, shows that I like that, that's what it's all about. You know, a, a nice mix of, um, you know, you know, just remember, you know, there's something like with Tom Brady, you know, the guy's finally retiring. He's going to spend t- some time with his family. He's not going to be remembered by his, you know, seven Super Bowls. You know, he's going to be remembered by his kid, by the man he is and spending time. So like for us, or anybody, you know, just be the best parent you can be. Um, no doubt, just show love, sympathy, passion. You know, whatever your passions are, try to show your kids that, and yeah. just be there for them, man. You know, they're just little human beings trying to live live this life. It's tough enough for everybody. Uh, just just try to be the best parent you can. That's how you're going to be remembered. Your kids are going to remember, like you're remembering Eric all these times. You know, your your Andy's going to remember. So. That's what it is, man. It's about being a man. It's about being a, a dad and taking care of business. You know, and business is treating your kids with respect and teaching them how to grow up and be a decent human being. Yeah, I heard something one time, um, especially early on, and now now that Andy's five, I think it's a little more fun because we can like, you know, like just the other day we were watching the football game and we were playing catch to see how many we can get up to before we drop. And I think we got like to 172. Like I could do that kind of stuff all day. But for the first, like, you know, three, four years of her life, I'm like, my God, this, this sucks. Like, it's not fun. You know what I mean? And like, I was, and I remember it was one of uh, Stacy's friends said at one point, and I think he has young twins and he's like, don't make your life boring, make their life awesome. And that, that stuck with me of like, it's find things that just find a way to make life fun for them and make it fun for yourself too. One of my uncles gave me the same advice. You know, I was kind of like, eh, you know, he's two. It's kind of, and he's just make it fun. Make life fun. They, they, they enjoy it too at that age. Yeah. One other thing, like with just with sports too, like, I mean, I think some people look at me and be like, what the hell is wrong with Eric? He is so into sports. Like he loves it so much. But this is the stuff that I'm talking about of like, Yes, I love the love the games themselves, but it just most of my my best memories of my life I associate with sports or the Cardinals or the times that I've shared with you guys and a lot of good friends. It's like it all revolves around that. And so it's like I remember that after that game against the Braves, it's almost like I didn't even care if they won game five or not. I was just like that team was kind of kind of blah anyway. I can't believe they made it that far. But um I just remember thinking like, this is what it's all about. Like the memories and the experiences, it's not about whether they win or lose. It's like creating these memories and that's the stuff you take to your grave, you know? Well, sports is a sense of community. Yes. So that, that, that's what it is. You know, you got a big heart, you love a team and you show your passion. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I love about where we, we live too. In St. Louis, we got a lot of problems, but 
one of them that it's, that's not a problem is that sense of community that we have and you know the pride that we take and you know i i just really think that we we live in a special place um it's just i know it's a cliche but it's a great place to raise a family here in st louis but it really is it, it, and i'm glad that we're you guys have uh had a lot of great experiences with your kids when it involves sports um you know sean you guys throwing the football around together and, and doing a, doing suplexes yeah. on them watching the royal rumble the other night like that that's awesome i'm coaching flag football for him now you know he's in wrestling basketball you know it's it's He's the love of my life, and uh, I'm going to give him everything I can. Oh, man. Let's get on with it, boys. Let's get on with it. This damn rodent again. (laughs) This damn rodent. All right. I guess let's get to the picks. Um, That does feel cathartic. Um, But I guess before we get to the picks, let's remind people, if you want to get involved with the show, a reminder, you can be our fan of the week. Uh, We'll have one fan of the show with us every Friday. And it is confirmed our fan of the week this week is the Tagger. The Tagger is going to join us tomorrow on the show. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, so I don't know who he's coming at tomorrow, but if you want to be our next fan of the week, uh, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, post a comment on the video uh, saying you want to be our fan of the week and why. We'll choose one person each week. That person like the Tagger tomorrow is going to come on the show on Friday uh, and we'll screw around for a bit, but then our fan will choose one of us to go against they each make three picks for the weekend, and if our fan of the week beats the host, got to beat them, can't tie, um, then they'll win a prize this week as a $10 gift card, something like Starbucks, Visa gift card, something like that. So, again, subscribe to our channel, post a comment saying you want to be our fan of the week and why, and you can join us here on the show in an upcoming Friday. Uh, should we get to the picks? You guys want to get to the picks? Yeah, I'd like to say uh, to the fans, taggers in it this week, uh, if you want to come on the show and you're not a gambler either, you know, we're open to that. Uh, come on, tell your story about your family, your favorite sports memories. Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be if, you, if you're not a gambler. Uh, we we kind of want that competition. We all, us, we love competition. That's why we're keeping tracks of our picks. But uh, so it doesn't have to be that either. So just throwing that out there to the public. Awesome. Yeah, I'm not worried about tomorrow at all. I'm not going to, I can sleep easy tonight because the tagger is a fraud. He's terrible. I can, I, broke. Wake up, I can wake up tomorrow and I'll just kind of sharpshoot him. I'm not worried. He's I not going to He's not coming after Tito. He came after Tito on Monday. He's not going to come after Tito tomorrow. I think I he's played, coming after me. I think I he's going to come after me. Sibling I played, rivalry. I played some poker with Tagger and I've broken him and taken a stack, so I know he ain't coming after me. <laughs> oh, man, if he was going to come after me, he might come after you now. That would be, be fun. <laughs> All right, let's get to the picks. Tito, you have the honors uh, after your $800 night a couple nights ago. Had the night off yesterday. Let's see if that wrecked your momentum. But again, 16 and 9 on the year, plus $2,390. Uh, what do you got, Tito? Man, I got one play tonight. It's not really a, a sharp shooting play. I like to play. I did a little bit of research before today's uh, recording. And um, I'm going to go to the West Coast. And we're going to go talk to, uh, we're going to talk about Mark Few and the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They're getting, uh, I think it's 13, they're, uh, they're giving 13 points to, uh, who are they giving 13 points to? I'm not even sure. But we're going to take Gonzaga. We're going to take them. They're going to, they're going to win outright. Santa Clara. Uh, huh? Santa Clara, yeah. Uh, Steve Nash and Santa, Santa Clara is going to be going into Gonzaga. They're going to get pummeled. It's going to be ugly. 
Um, and so you're going to take the third, you're going to give the 13 points, Gonzaga rolling tonight. Um, and I also like, um, I also like the, uh, the over on that play as well. The over is 160. And so we're going to take the over um, for Gonzaga and Santa Clara. Both, uh, both two-star two plays. Both two-star plays. Okay. Yeah, I do see Gonzaga minus 13. Uh, so that all sounds good. I, yeah, I don't really have a lean on that game. I don't think I'm coming over the top. All right, so two stars in both those. Anything else, Tito? That's it. That's it for tonight. I'll have some more tomorrow. Tagger, be scared. Probably not going to be able to sleep very well tonight. That's okay. Uh, and Tito will uh, we'll, we'll also have some CYC plays for, for everyone tomorrow, baby. All right, picks are in for Tito. Sean up next, 32 and 21, plus $1,360. Sean, go ahead. The floor is yours. I see the line at 13 and a half. See, I see, I see 13s and 13s and a half at the various books. So I'm going to give them 13. Got to get the best of the number, right, Sean? Oh, yeah, that's true. Over 160, you say? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go over the top one, yeah, and I'm going to take Santa Clara. I don't know this... nothing about this game, but I'm just coming after you because you're going to fall down and the train's going to fall apart. I'm coming after you in February, baby. Give me Santa Clara. Give me them for a one-star play. We're not going to mess with the over-under there. You just said you were messing with the over-under. Now you're going back and saying, give me Santa Clara. What is going on here? What no, no. I, just, I was just talking about what the number was, 160 and a half I have here. I'm going to take Santa Clara plus 13. I see it at 13 and a half, so I should be able to get the half there. Take the half. Give it to him. I'll take the 13. Give him the half. I, for real, I'm good with that because if you if you have actually, if you if you're gambling, you should have uh, books. You should be in as many books as possible. Get yeah, I see DraftKings has it at 13, and I see. Uh, I think it's Caesars has got it at 13 and a half. That MGM has it at 13 and a half. So yeah. All right, so I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna take Stanford plus six and a half. You can find that at DraftKings. I'm gonna take that for a two star play. And then I did a little bit of late research. I'm going to take Central Arkansas plus 12 and a half. You can find that at DraftKings. We're, we're going to play that for a one-star play. Uh, we're going to take Old Dominion. They're plus two for a one-star play. And then we're going to go to the NBA, the LA Clippers, plus four and a half for a one-star play. Is that all you got? That's all I got tonight. Pretty weak schedule. All right. I'm up next, 22 and 16, plus $278. Uh, lost my first bet of the month last night. Uh, so trying to bounce back tonight. I'm going to hop on the Clippers with you, Sean. I, I saw the same thing you did. Uh, the public is on the Bucks. The Sharps are all over the Clippers. So you said we can get four and a half. Is that right? Yes. All right. I'm going to do one star in the Clips plus four and a half. Uh, and then I have one bet tonight in college hoops. Um, this type of bet worked out for me a couple nights ago. It was scary, but it did cash. Uh, I'm going to go for a one-star play. Tito's going to about to make fun of me. Three-team money line parlay. That's right, baby. Three-team money line parlay. I want to back Arizona tonight against Oregon. Huge revenge spot like it was for KU against K-State the other night. Arizona's going to want to pummel them tonight. I'm not sure if they can pummel them. Eight points. I don't really want to lay that. So I'm just going to take Arizona on the money line. 
I'm uh, going to parlay that with two small schools in UNC Asheville and Louisiana. Uh, they might show up at Louisiana Lafayette at your book. Uh, but both those teams are about nine-point favorites tonight. Uh, they're at the top of their leagues, and they're playing teams they already beat on the road. And now they get them at home where they are combined 18-0. and 0. So I'm going three-team Moneyline Parlay, Arizona, UNC Asheville, and Louisiana. You can get that at minus 114 on DraftKings. Tito, taste it. Why are you so Why are you so upset about this? Three. I mean, money line parlay. You're not even. You're not. You're supposed to be a sharp. Okay, money line. You, you know what? Start the money line. You know Take it from Joe Public. When I talk about what I'm going to do with Kansas, what I'm going to do with the over, the over shipped within like the first half. It wasn't even a sweat for the for, for the over for Kansas. Take it from the sharp Tito. These guys are taking money line picks. They're scratching and clawing trying to reach Tito. This is this isn't even funny anymore. I'm gonna go take a nap. I got some business later on today. Sean, you tell your son he's gonna be running wind sprints for the next hour and a half. You should make those kids run. He and so he, he better be ready. He he's gonna be drinking out of his nose tonight because Tito's simply tired of these little kids and all this entitlement. I want to pop the cup. I want a water break. Well, guess what, Ed Jake? Coach Dan over here is going to be making you run all over the court, and you're not going to be happy, and your dad is going to have an earful from Coach Dan tonight. He better be hitting the sneaky jumpers. He's the only scorer for our team. He better be doing more tonight. I'm simply tired of it. So let's get ready for tonight. I'm fired up. I got to go take a nap. I'm actually going to play the under 160 and a half. Because I just think this guy's what falling. What the hell is this guy doing over here? <laughs> that's, Santa, that's Santa Clara game. 97% of the money is on Santa Clara here. Is that right? Wow. I'm not going to come off it, though, because I think Tito's going down. All right. So under 160 and a half, one-star play, Sean? Yeah. Okay. This Any other Tito, This is what Tito does. Tito talks the so-called Sharpie Sean into these plays, and then tomorrow he's going to come on and say, I didn't really mean it. I didn't really think it was going to cover. You kind of powered me into it. This is ridiculous. Come on. Get over yourself. New month, don't, let the, don't let the square Joe Public chirp you like this. Come on. You're the sharp. Yeah, I'm winning. I think I, I'm the only you're one. Not winning. It's, you're not. I'm the one who's winning. I'm still winning, bro. I'm still up money. I'm the one who's never been in the negative. Remember that. That is correct. All right, Tito, you ready for your nap? I think I've right. only had one losing day. Yeah, it's, it, you've been rock solid, consistent. It's been good. All right, guys, uh, great show. Uh, this might be the only one I ever cry on, but uh, good. it was great stuff. Thanks for taking the trip down memory lane. Uh, it, I hope you get you, the audience, enjoyed it as well. That's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, please hit the like button on your way out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also post a comment on our videos. We can chat with you there. And again, like share your stories. Uh, with your dads, your parents would love to. Uh, what are you doing, Tito? <laughs> I would love to read those. Um, so feel free to comment on those. Uh, also hit the notification bell so you can get our videos as soon as we post them. Uh, also get the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Just search, uh, search Domesticated Gamblers at any of those places and you'll find us. And if you listen on Apple, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. If you're listening to the show but want to watch us, just go to youtube.com slash at Gamblers. You can also follow us on Twitter 
at gambling guys uh, at gambling dads and uh, remember guys we want to grow this thing uh, so we do appreciate your support uh, please share the show with your friends and family and we'll continue to crank out a show each and every weekday for sean for tito i'm eric this has been domesticated gamblers thanks for being with us guys we'll see you tomorrow let's cast